episode 26. We got a little Cleveland game preview. And uh, I guess a couple other little things going on. You know, there's, there's always something in Jetland. What's going on, Vort? Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Hope everything's well. Happy holidays, my man. Always a pleasure to do another one of these. And before we jump into the Cleveland game, I actually want to touch. Uh, I want to touch on a Sam Darnold and the Jets situation on a whole. Nothing in depth, but just a couple of minutes and get your thoughts on a specific topic. After- Go for it. After last week, when all signs are pointing to us uh, losing the number one pick and obviously missing out on Trevor Lawrence, I gave a lot of thought to which way do I want the Jets to go, and not just not specifically the draft, but more so do we go for a quarterback or not. And I have to say, after thinking about it for a couple of days, I came up with a definitive decision on my end. And my my fully committed decision is if we don't get Trevor Lawrence, I am sticking with Darnold. I am not. I'm not going for another rookie quarterback. I'm sticking with Sam Darnold. I'm signing a veteran quarterback who can be a guidance to him, kind of like Josh McCown was, somebody like a Fitzpatrick, whoever that may be. And the reason is, when I think about giving up on Sam Darnold for another rookie, somebody who is not proven, who is not a sure bet, I had to focus on two names. And here is where I want to get your opinion. The two names that that just stood out in my mind are Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff. Both of these guys, first uh, first Baker, before this season, this was kind of a make or break season. People were saying if Baker doesn't perform, and many people, myself included, were betting on him not to perform, it was a done deal. Cleveland had to move on, admit another mistake as a number one pick, uh, and uh, just go in, in another direction. Now, uh, in about two weeks, three weeks, whatever is left in the regular season, we're going to be talking about Baker Mayfield as a playoff quarterback. They found a coach who found a system that fits him. They gave him talent. And let's not forget, they they lost their supposedly most explosive and best wide receiver, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. That's number one. Number two, Jared Goff. I don't remember. I had one too many beverages at family dinner tonight. Was he drafted number one? If not, definitely in the top three, top four. One of the he was drafted number one and drafted went number, number two. And everybody was saying that the after the first year or not under Fisher, the guy looks terrible. He's a bust. In comes in a young, dynamic coach who is not married to a system. He he has a system, but he also coaches to the player's strength. I by no means see Jared Goff as a world beater, but have to give credit. The guy is a Super Bowl quarterback. He's been to the Super Bowl. They lost the game, but he got there. He's likely going to be in the playoffs this season. You don't have to be an all-time great to still get your team to the playoffs and at least give you a shot to win. Maybe the defense make plays. Who knows who steps up? My point being is, if we don't get Trevor Lawrence, the, uh, the guy who is a generational talent, Sam Darnold is young enough, and it comes down to can the Jets find a coach who will fix him mentally, who will fix his mechanical flaws, whatever that may be. But most importantly, he will identify whatever strength that there are. And I believe Sam Darnold does have some strength. You don't go that early in the draft. You don't show the flashes of brilliance that he showed. Again, just flashes, but he has shown the ability. If we find a coach... This guy can be salvaged. So this is what I was thinking on, and I'm going 100% all in. If it's not Trevor Lawrence, it's Darnold, but the Jets have to hit on their next coaching hire like Cleveland Browns did this last offseason. Your thoughts, my man? 
40, 40, 40. You have done another 180 on this Sam Darnold thing. And yes, yes. Okay, now I am going to tell you, if it was 1995 or even 2005, maybe even 2015, I forget when they put this, the rookie salary cap in. I forget exactly when it was. I, I should probably have Googled that while, while you were talking. Let me look up rookie salary cap NFL. Okay, if it was a year before they put in a rookie salary cap, I would agree with you, okay? But that doesn't work anymore. And with the Jets, they are in a completely different situation than these other teams. I'm, and, and I'm going to tell you why, okay? I made a list, and the Rams and the, and the Cleveland Browns are in the same situation. The Jets are in an opposite situation, so I don't have to go through both of those teams. Number one, they're both playoff teams, so they're not going to have a high enough draft pick to bother going for another quarterback. And their quarterbacks are decent enough with a good coaching staff that they don't have to worry about another quarterback, okay? It's not, it's not a different GM like it is with the Jets as well. It's also not even a different coach. I know I know Cleveland hired their coach this year, but but he came in and already has Baker Mayfield. The difference with the Jets, and I'm going to give you the biggest reason at the end, the difference with the Jets is that the GM did not draft Arnold. Whoever is going to come, even Gase didn't draft Arnold. So even if they hang on to Gase, Gase is probably going to want his own quarterback. If they bring in a quarterback and a, a coach, he's going to want his own quarterback. Nobody's going to hitch their wagon and risk their career for a guy who's in his fourth year and hasn't made any progress, number one. But here is the biggest reason, and that's the reason I brought up the rookie salary cap. And let me just find, let me just find out when they put the rookie salary cap in. But while you're looking it up, I want to just talk, and uh, I want to strongly disagree with you. While I do, I, I am curious what you're going to tell me about the salary cap. I do want to hear it. But here's the thing. Baker Mayfield was not, has never been a playoff quarterback yet. So the coach inherited him, and he was kind of uh, stuck with him at least through one season. Jared Goff, after taking his team to the Super Bowl, missed the playoffs next season. And now he's rebounding, and it's, it looks like uh, they they really do have, they are in a position to be in the playoffs this season again. That being said, I am not talking about committing long-term to Darnold. One year, one year under a new coach, would the only thing that I can see in my argument that uh, where I'm not fully decided yet is if you're not going to sign a veteran like a McCown, like a Fitzgerald, somebody who is a Fitzpatrick, somebody who is at the end of their career, somebody who is not really a viable threat to be a starter, then sign somebody like a James Winston, somebody who really can step in week three, who has experience starting in the NFL, and you're going to say, that's it. By week three, week four, Darnold is not performing. The team is one and two, done and done. Um, is this, uh, remind me, is this Sammy Darnold's last uh, last uh, year on his contract? I, I don't need to remind you of that because what I'm going to tell you now will make you change your mind. I promise you. Okay. okay. You trust me, right? You hit trust me. me? Hit me with okay, it. Okay. Now, now, this doesn't have anything to do with it. This was curiosity, but the salary cap for rookies was, was agreed to in 2011 and instituted in 2013. So anytime before 2013, I would agree with you. Here, which I only found out this week myself, and I know you're much busier than me with, with, with two young kids, so you don't pick up on these things sometimes when they when they come out there. Here is why the Jets are probably moving on from Sam Darnold. Okay, he has one year left on his contract, and 2022. If the Jets decide that they want to that they um, are going to ex keep him for 2022, they have to decide that before 2021 starts, and they have to give him 25 million dollars. So the Jets, if they're going to keep him. They have to decide that before they see him play another game in 2021 and he's and they're on the hook for $25 million in 2022. If they decide not to pick up that option, he's a free agent after next year. 
So there is no chance the Jets are going to sign him in the summer of 2021 to play 2021 and 2022 at $25 million in 2022. It's not going to happen. They are not that you know, Joe Douglas is not going to hitch his wagon and give, you know, that much of the salary cap, whatever the salary cap's going to be, you know, t- you know, 15%, 20%. He's not going to do that. The new coach coming in is not going to say, Hey, this guy's entering his fourth year. He hasn't shown progress. I am not going to try and build him in one year and then have to pay him 25 million next year. So for, for, all intents and purposes, Sam Donald's time here is completely done unless they're committing to him long term, which I don't think they're gonna do. Wow, you just if this was a boxing fight, you just put me on my ass and I am staggered. Because you yeah. literally, if I understood you correctly, you're telling me after this season, if the Jets commit to Sam Darnold, they're effectively committing their salary to him for at least two seasons. No, no. They they have him next year either way. They can trade him if they want. 2021, they already have him. But if they decide, they have to decide before the 2021 season whether they want to keep him beyond the 2021 season. If they do, they have to sign him for 2022 at $25 million. If they don't want to sign him past 2021, he's a free agent next year. So what about, okay, okay, okay. I can. I think I can fight my way out of this. I'm going to be a lawyer and I'm going to not go down without a fight. Ob- obviously, you, you obviously, you, you, you know, you, uh, obviously I'm talking about fran- uh, franchise tag. You, you, you don't commit to him long term. You can't. You, you obviously cannot. But you have to figure out a way to give him next season, whether it's a franchise tag and kind of, I know he's going to be overpaid under the franchise tag, but I believe you have to commit to Sam. You have to try to find a way to commit to Sam Darnold for one more season and not beyond that. And then you're kind of taking a gamble that if he proves to be a real, if he proves to be the real deal next season, you better, uh, you better shake that piggy bank. You're going to have to pay up. You're going to have to pay up through the nose because he's young and now he's, his trajectory is uh, moving upwards. You have to pay the kid and you have to pay him with a long-term deal with a lot of guaranteed cash. But, uh, if you're telling me that they have to, you know, if obviously you can't commit to him anywhere beyond next season. So if, if there is a way to literally just let him play out next season, not pick up his option for the next uh, for the following season, there is no way you can do that. I agree with you. But you have to let him play out the contract uh, going into next season. And if he's doing what we all pray and hope that a Jets quarterback can do, and he's young enough to turn it around, and everything, and I know it's a lot of buts. That's a whole lot of buts. But if those things are there, then you got to pay up, and that's when you commit to him long term. Agreed with you. Absolutely cannot, should not, abs- no viable way, no explanation to commit to him beyond next season. But in a situation where we sit right now, unless Jacksonville somehow bails us out, which I don't see happening, you gotta play with you gotta play Sammy next season. You have to. As you were speaking, I was looking to see if they could franchise him. I'm not sure they are able to franchise him this early in his career. I think if they don't extend him the one year, if they don't pick up his option for 2022, then they they can only wait till the end of next year and then either sign him then or let him go for nothing. So basically the gamble is gonna be you either trade Darnold while he's got some value now. Or you let him play out the year, and if he has a monster year, you're going to be on the hook for way more than that 25. You're going to have to sign him to to like a big deal. Uh, and if he does shit, you let him. He, he go, walks away for nothing, and then you, you're stuck without a quarterback. So 
I'm okay with that I, option. I'm okay with that option. He's, he he has no trade him. value to speak of right now. He has no trade value. I'm okay letting him walk for nothing if it means that if we trade him, we get a fifth or a sixth round pick for him. We're not getting a first. We're not getting a first, second, or a third. That's out of the question. And if for some reason somebody like a McVeigh, somebody who comes in who really vibes with him, he's going to be 24, 25 years old. I am fine paying a young quarterback who found his groove paying him through the nose that's the position that you have to pay and if the next coach rescues him and next season points that he has been rescued that he is the franchise quarterback or at least on the way to being one that's when you sign him before the end of the season you don't even get into you don't even allow him to hit free agency and get into any bidding wars any bitterness whatever that may be you don't allow him to walk away you sign him at midpoint week eight nine ten Sammy, here's the checkbook. Sign. You're the quarterback for the Jets. And if uh, if it doesn't pan out, the new coach has he knows that obviously the the next coach that comes in and the please 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 let there be a new coach coming in. That coach is gonna have an assurance that listen, you're kind of getting a free pass. You can either turn Sammy around or next season you're gonna have a new quarterback and you're going to have input on bringing that quarterback in whether it's a free agent or a draft pick so i have to say i stand by my decision that going into next season opening day it has to be sam darnold on the sender it has to be well let me ask you this okay let's let's not only talk in extremes here let's talk about the more likely scenario, it's, I don't think Donald would suck so bad that you're like, oh, my God, get this guy out of here. Nor do I think he's going to blow it up to where you're going to be like, great, let me give the guy $150 million for the next five years and 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 make him our guy. What would most likely happen is that we would be a little bit more beyond where we are now, where you're completely unsure. He's shown some flashes, but now you have to make a decision. You're either going to have to let him walk or you're going to have to sign up to a boatload of money. And if you're Sam Darnold, Right. And you've had only one decent year of coaching and you're you're Sam Donald's agent. Let's forget, forget Sam Donald. You're Sam Donald's agent. And Sam Donald finally had a decent year, not a great year, not a good year. But you know that Sam Donald can go out there and get money. And the Jets are playing these games with you. Didn't bother picking up your option for only twenty five million dollars in a freaking league where quarterbacks go for more than that. You you think Sam Donald is going to stick around here? And, and try and negotiate with the Jets for a fair deal. He's not. He's going to bang them out for as much as he can, and then you're going to be stuck either with no quarterback or you're going to have to give him all kinds of money because he showed some kind of flash, which he's done for four years. But I, I know you'll say the same thing that you said, but I am telling you that there. I don't think that's happening at all because the NFL is cor- is completely quarterback-driven, completely. Agreed, and- agreed. And this GM and and whatever coach they're getting in here, and even if it's Gase, either Gase and Douglas or new guy and Douglas, neither one of them have had the chance to pick their own quarterback yet. These guys do not come into the league and not pick their own quarterbacks. This is this is you know if if they had gotten lucky and Darnold had shown everything and and literally progressed everywhere, but just did not have that final finishing touch, I might agree with you. But he has not shown any of that. And for Douglas to gamble the Jets' future, because, you know, Douglas got a six-year contract, but he's only got three years left. Once this year ends, he's got four years left. So he'll have four years left after this. And at the end of next year, he'll only have three left. He is not going to to start over three years into his contract with a new quarterback next year. I think what he's going to do is he's going to – if he – decides to go away from a quarterback in the draft, he'll sign one of those veterans you were talking about because you get a Winston or a Mariota for 15 million a year for three years. 
you know, with with some guaranteed money in there, that's probably a better gamble than than it than it is uh, Darnold long term. Because I think what they're going to do is if they don't do quarterback this year, they're going to look to get one next year, maybe stock some more draft picks, and they're just going to use a stopgap. And I don't think they look at Darnold as a stopgap because he's a project. No, so, you can't look at him as a stopgap. He's he's the yeah. all or nothing commitment. Agreed. Right. So I think the ultimate goal here for Joe Douglas and whichever coach he has, whether it happens to be fucking moron Gase or it happens to be a new guy that he goes and gets, please, God, let it be that. I think the ultimate goal here is to get his own quarterback, his own rookie quarterback in here at some point this year. And if not this year, then next year. I don't think he's looking at Donald as a stopgap. I don't think Douglas is throwing that money at Donald this year. I think Douglas will he'll you know, do what he can in the offseason and get what he can for Donald, which might be a, you know, maybe somebody will do third because there's talk that there are a lot of teams that still view him as, as a victim of the Jets. Maybe he gets a fourth, whatever he gets. Maybe, he, you know, maybe he trades a higher, like a lower pick, a fifth round pick and Donald for, you know, a third round pick, something like that, because they have a lot of draft capital. I think that is the more likely scenario based on all of that. Emotionally, I would love to give Donald another chance. We haven't had a, you know, a kid with promise in here in a lot of years. I just don't see it happening. You know, you know, if we agree that this is a quarterback driven league and every every coach, you know, if you go look at any great coach, they always they had a quarterback with them. You know, they, they always did. They had a guy to hitch their wagon to and that guy got him through, you know, Mike McCarthy with Aaron Rodgers and, you know, Andy Reid now with Mahomes and. And the list goes on. Sean Payton with Drew Brees. The list goes on and on. These guys who who had had to invest themselves in a quarterback, and very rarely did, did they come in, and especially a GM come in and commit to the guy who was there who wasn't doing the job. It just doesn't work that way. So, I, emotionally, I want to agree with you. I think looking at at the at the um, the actuality and, and the reality of the way football works, I don't think they're going in that direction. And a lot of people are, cl- are clamoring for the same thing you do. They want Donald to get a chance now. We didn't get Lawrence. Let's just build around Donald. I don't see it happening for all the reasons that we just talked about with the salary cap and, and all those commitments. It's a very good point. Listen, I'm not married to my opinion. I, I love and respect your views. That's why it was an opinion that I threw out there. It's something I have to think about. But th- th- my last two points before we dive into Cleveland, the thing that's kind of Outside of uh, Goff and who was the other guy that I was talking about? Uh, Mayfield. Goff and Mayfield. The other guy that really gives me trepidation on losing Darnold is Tannehill. Tannehill was done. Tannehill was written off. And you pair him with a good coach. You pair him with with the coach that plays to his strength. The guys and all of a sudden the guys in the Pro Bowl. The guys a playoff quarterback. But the thing that's giving me and as you were talking, I again not, I don't want to be married to my opinion. As you were talking, the the thing that kind of gave me hesitation on a thought that I just shared with you five minutes ago was it's if you tell the next coach that Sam Darnold is your quarterback. The job instantly becomes from one of the most desirable jobs in the NFL with uh, a lot of draft picks, a new quarterback coming in, to becoming a, uh, it's an okay job because I'm it's kind of stuck with this five guy. Coaches. Correct. Right. It's been the last Correct. five coaches the Jets had. It's the exact same thing. Right. But uh, maybe we'll do a midweek podcast and debate about this some more, but let's jump into this week's game against the Cleveland Browns. Just, Go, ahead. Yeah, Go ahead. One Yeah, one more point on this whole thing. Um, the, you know, the Jets have done this time and time again. They they keep getting a coach when they already have a GM, and a GM when they already have a coach, and a co- and somebody has to come in and and they're forced with the quarterback that they have. I have to think, you know, because I've been thinking about this a lot. I have to think that that 
Joe Douglas, one, you know, he he. There was a lot of talk before he he was signed that he he didn't want to come here and he held out for a lot of stuff. I have to think, if I'm going to look at this logically, that Joe Douglas came in here and said, "I need six years, and I need you to let me do what I want to do, and and build this the right way." And I have to, I really can't imagine that that included hanging on to the guys McCagnan drafted when they're not performing because he's shown that that these guys are ushered out the door. Anybody that McCagnan brought in here is gone. You know, Le'Veon Bell was a bad signing. Boom, he's gone. He's he's traded all these other guys, and he's only held on to the ones who may have performed. So I, I don't think that Douglas would go through all of that, signed for six years, to force a quarterback on a coach. And the reason you just gave is a great one. That's the other big thing that some people don't realize. They're like, a quarterback doesn't change a team. Yeah, well, it could. But even if it doesn't, Trevor Lawrence, the first pick of the draft, all of those, all of that salary cap money and those other picks made this a job where you could attract any coach that was looking for a job. Eric Bieniemy, everybody talks about him and how great he is, and everybody yep. wants him. He might have come here if Trevor Lawrence was the guy. He's not coming here if you force Sam Darnold on him. He might not even come here if the Jets get a different quarterback. This job, you know, the Jets, you know, leave it to the Jets to w- finally win their game when it when it breaks everything apart on so many levels they you know they, they they literally may have screwed up their future not just because of trevor lawrence but because they're not going to get a coach in here the free agents don't look at it as an as attractive a spot and even if it's not that much of a drop-off it is still a drop-off the jets went as you just said this went from a glamorous job that everybody would have wanted no matter who it was if you're available this would be the job you want you're in new york you have a chance to become a, a, a vort if, if a coach comes in here and gets a quarterback and turns this around and wins two Super Bowls in the next six years. Don't you think that guy would have a street name after him, a statue? A he statue. would be a it's god. A, absolutely. He would be a absolutely. god, right? So that 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 is the, the situation you had. As a, a coach could have dreams of being an absolute god. And look at Joe Namath. The guy is a fucking drunken bum. And, <laughs> and he is revered like he is some kind of folk hero here because he won us a Super Bowl 50 years ago before a majority of Jet fans were even old enough to, to or hear at all or old enough to even fucking piss without a diaper, you know? So that job just went from you could attract anybody, whether it's players or a coach, to just another situation. And that's what the Jets win did. And that's why I don't think that that they're going to hold on to Sam Darnold. And and that'll be my last point. We can move on now. But that that's that's what I'm thinking is Douglas, six years, didn't come in here to, to keep the quarterback that he didn't draft. He is, he is going to make his mark and draft a quarterback and try with that before he before he's going to go down fighting. He's not going to go down with someone else's guy. That's an undeniable point. It's any new coach who is who is a coach in demand, they almost, if not a direct say, they certainly want to be in a conversation when it comes to choosing their own quarterback. So that's an undeniable point, and I can see 100%. that. I can yep. see that. Yeah. You're right. But before right, we talk so. the Cleveland Browns, I just want to make yeah, sure man. you saw the news and uh, yeah, and you yeah, saw yeah, that the Browns are going to be without three wide receivers on top of the already injured uh, Odell Beckham Jr. due to COVID-19. So uh, hope I don't know if that influences your decision on the prediction, but just wanted to throw that out there. The Browns will be missing three wide receivers for tomorrow's game. Yeah, I did see that. And, uh, you know, did you oh did you also see that Jacksonville like tried to be all cute and and try and make it like they had an open quarterback competition this weekend? And put uh, I, in. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so so Jacksonville's not losing is not winning. So let's get that out of the way. The Jets cannot drop the third, and there's no way they're getting first. So it, it does at this point it no longer matters. We are now playing out the string. I may as well root for a win and get these rookies some time. The only thing I fear with any kind of wins is 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 Gase getting the same treatment he got last year. Look at it, he turned it around, he held them together, blah, blah, blah. But 
you know, by Jacksonville starting Mike Glennon over Gardner Minshew, they basically have, have just said, fuck you. You gave it away. You lost it, pal. You ain't getting it back. So there's no way that they're even trying. The yeah. Jets are stuck in two no matter what they do. They could win both games. Cincinnati could lose, and the Jets cannot drop the third. So nothing would necessarily influence my my pick in the game. I think Cleveland wins it. Maybe they don't think they win it as handily as they did as I would have before, but it's not like they don't have two great running backs who can smash the Jets down. I mean, Chubb and, and, uh, and uh, why can't I think of it? Kareem Hunt. Yeah, Kareem Hunt, Hunt and Chubb are, are two of the best backs in the league, and they're on the same team. So I, I, I don't think it influences me much. How about you? Not that much. Uh, same thing as you. Two, two, two running backs who are terrific playmakers and the ultimate Jets kryptonite. They have terrific pass-catching tight ends. Joker, right? Yeah, and uh, you can't uh, you can't discount uh, Baker. He's been a very solid. Uh, he's been a solid quarterback this season. The team looks good. Like you, I can I can relax knowing that the Jets are not going to be some do something stupid like win another game, and that's going to cost them more draft capital, dropping into fourth or fifth spot. We are now locked into the number two spot. Jacksonville said we are not playing Russian roulette like you guys did. We're going to make sure we're not losing Trevor Lawrence. Thank you very much. So I know the Jets are locked in at two. <laughs> I believe the Jets can get a win in the for my best case scenario. I do see the Jets getting a win, but it has to be an absolutely best-case scenario because the team will feel confident, they'll feel a little bit emboldened, they'll feel a little bit freer. But the reason why I think they'll lose this week is they're going to be victims of their own success. Cleveland will simply not take them for granted because of what happened last week. Uh, the coach, it's it's perfect bulletin board material where the coach is going to say, look, you had a playoff team who took him for granted. You guys got to come in. You got to be ready from the first snap and you got to kick them in the mouth and you got to let them know from the get-go that what happened last week is not going to happen this week. On top of that, Cleveland is in a race to catch struggling Pittsburgh and win the division. So there's a lot on the line for Cleveland. So I do believe that they will win the game. Uh, I still have to give a couple of seconds of thought to the score that I'm going to go with. But ultimately, like you said, just enough playmakers will still be on the field for the Browns to get a win over the Jets. Yeah, and, Cle- and Cleveland wins. And if Pittsburgh loses again this week, they they play him next week. That would be for the yeah. division. So That's yeah, be fantastic. Right. They still have a shot. You know, Breaker Mayfield and Josh Allen, all these guys who got drafted, and even Lamar Jackson, although he's kind of gone the other way. He started out amazing, and he's. I mean, he. Yeah, it's not like he's bad, but he's just not as dynamic as he was because he, he's still running a lot. But he's just not that good a passer. But those other two guys have hit their stride in their third year, which is what which is what happens with, with quarterbacks. I mean, unless you're unless you're that rare guy who who succeeds big time from the beginning, you know, Mayfield and Allen are following the 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 right uh, I guess the right blueprint is the way I'd put it. And that in the third year is when they really pick it up and start to and start to be the guy. And it looks like they both are, especially Josh Allen. You know, we, we can't necessarily compare him to Sam Donald. He doesn't have the tools, either the talent around him or the coach or anything else. But these other two guys have have turned into legitimate show-stopping quarterbacks who who can who can kind of carry the team on their backs. So I think Mayfield, as much as he's still a little bit of a loose cannon, I think Mayfield has reached that status. I mean, just evidenced by that game against against the the Ravens a couple of weeks ago. He, I mean, he had he he just up and down the field against them, and that's and that's a good team. So I think I think he could do that. You know, he I think he might be at the level where he doesn't need the great receivers. He could probably raise the level of some guys 
Uh, you know, he's not going to do it Brady style, but I think Mayfield can probably have enough weapons out there to, to, to you know, they could blow out the Jets. I could see the Jets winning. I don't know, but I've kind of lost my feel for the Jets after the last couple of weeks where I've been a week off. Now I have no idea what to, ex- to, what to expect. Do I expect that the Jets can put two games in a row together? Because they haven't done that. It's been on, off, on, off. Do I expect that the Jets revert back to the team every time they have success, they fall apart and don't have success? I don't know which way to go. I have no feel for this whatsoever. And then the COVID thing just made it even worse. But I still think Cleveland wins. I still think the Jets end up 1-15 because it will give them the distinction of going 1-15 and still ending up with the number two pick because that's a fucking Jets thing. You know, that's totally the Jets. I mean, not only the Jets can do that. So I, I'm like- going to go. Best case, the Jets can win. Worst case, they still get blown out. And the real, the real, the reality is probably going to be that they lose by you know, you know, seven to ten or something like that. I don't even know. I don't know. We really don't we are so similar this week. Like you, I can't quite put my finger on it. I see a ton of different possibilities. Realistically, I see the Jets losing but not getting blown out. I see them somewhat respectable, somewhere in the range of a one score game, like six or seven points. Maybe it goes up to nine, ten. Nothing, nothing drastic like a uh, eighteen, nineteen, twenty point loss. In the best case scenario, because of the whole COVID thing, if everything falls right, maybe Baker presses a little too much, tries to do a little bit too much with not enough playmakers around him. Couple of forced throws, a turnover here, an untimely turnover there, and the Jets squeak out a win by a field goal or whatnot. That's the best case scenario. Realistically. I think Cleveland, with too much on the line to take the Jets for granted, well-coached, will be well-prepared. And again, uh, ultimately, I'm going to go with the Jets being victims of their own success. They will not be taken lightly. They will not be overlooked. Final score, just because Cleveland is a little bit light on offense going into this week, and actually not a little bit light, three wide receivers light, I will go with 27 20 as the final score in favor of the Cleveland Browns. I do think the Jets now feel enough confidence not to look completely overmatched and com- and get completely beat up like uh, Cleveland is their big brother. I think they will be able to sustain a drive or two and score a few points on offense. Confidence is a big thing in sports, and I think uh, it's a wonderful thing that the Jets now have uh, have that confidence. They'll show up. They'll, they'll do their best. I think last week showed that the one thing you and me gave them credit for is the players kept showing up and it finally paid off. I think they'll show up again this week. We'll just be a little bit short simply because they will be outcoached again. And the talent gap, while not supremely significant, will be just enough to carry Cleveland to a one-touchdown win. Is I, I want to go 27-17 Cleveland, but what I'm going to do instead, so I'm going to leave that as my as my best case scenario, okay? Best case, frigate. What I'm going to do is I am going to go with what's happened to me the past few weeks. I've been three weeks in a row. I've been a week behind, okay? So I am going to say that the Jets will do what I thought they would do against the Rams last week because now, this, as you said, this team is prepared. And here's here's a, an astonishing stat that people, when they were talking about Donald all week, oh my God, if you give him time, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I did not fall for that shit at all because I'm going to give you some stats, okay? You've been talking about Sam Donald with with passing yards all year. You want to take a guess? Did you look to see how many passing yards Sam had last week? You probably think like 300, three touchdowns, right? No. Sam Donald had 207 yards last week. and 207? 207. Jared go- Goff. 
Yeah, and it was right. So he he had 207 yards and a touchdown, and and was considered to be a god. And now we want. to I was going to go conservative him. because I obviously when you started saying that, I knew it was low. I was going to go conservative and say between 225 and 230 on a low end. Nope. Wow, shocking, shocking. And then Jared Goff, who had a terrible game and shit the bed against the Jets, had 209 with two touchdowns. So I don't want to hear this. Sam Donald is the guy anymore. I, 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 it's been a tough week of everybody completely forgetting what they did last week. And and I'm not going to blame you for it because you're at least you at least come with reasons. Everybody else is just like, see, I told you, <laughs> you didn't tell me shit. Most Jet fans have the shortest memories ever. When the Jets are terrible, they're like, oh, that's it. We're going one in fifteen. We're going to lose every game. When they when they win a game, it's like, oh my god, if we could have done this sooner, we'd be in the playoffs. The, the Jet fans have the shortest memories ever. Last week, Darnold was a bum. Everybody wanted him out of here. Now everybody wants to build around him because God forbid they want to try with a new quarterback. Whatever the case is, I am going to go with the trend. I have been a week behind on this. I think the Jets have been alternating. It's been they've been great and almost winning, and then they've been absolutely abysmally terrible. I'm going to go with abysmally terrible and predict what I what I did last week and say it happens this week. The Jets lose twenty three to nothing. They, they get shut out. Donald has that game I thought he was going to have where he's 9 for 24 with 72 yards and three interceptions. That's going to be the game this week for it. Freak it. It's not like I'm winning anything if I predict correctly. So that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to my, my instinct is 27-17. They stay in the game and, and, and because they are on their way up and now they found their groove, blah, blah, blah. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to freaking go with, with the same thing that happened that I said was going to happen last week happens this week and we'll see what happens. I have to say that I absolutely love your prediction. You can't always play it safe. And sometimes you just got to go a little bit outside the box, a little unconventional and listen to your gut. And if you miss, you miss. Like you said, nobody's holding a gun to our head. I love the fact that you're kind of just saying, listen, I'm just going to, I'm going to wing it and I feel it and I'm going to trust myself and uh, just go with it. I love it. I'm going with the trend. Three weeks in a row, I had them off by a week. The, and it's not even like I was cl- I was not I was kind of close. Three weeks in a row, they did exactly what I said they would the week after I said I would do it three times. So I am going to say I'm I'm going to catch on that there's a trend here, and and I'm, I'm a week behind on what what I feel the Jets will do. And this is going to be the week instead of saying that the yo the Jets are bouncing back and they're gonna you know instead of going with the stupid Jet luck and saying well they're gonna save Adam Gase's job and start winning games now. I'm gonna I'm not gonna do it they're gonna do what they did last what i said they would do last week i thought they would get smoked by the rams i thought they would look terrible it's happening this week Vore. it's happening good clean fun good clean fun this is the most emotion you've had since we started the podcast and i fucking love it i i'm loving every second of it i have had it when you were talking about the jets fans how they're either sam Darnold is he's showing us he can be the greatest in history or after a bad game get rid of him now i had a smile on my face because I, I, I follow some of the posts, I follow the news that the Jets fans post, and I always remember the first lesson that you taught me, because for those few that listen to our podcast, I was a Jet fan before I met you, but I was lucky enough to meet you, uh, and you took me to the games. I was, that was my first experience, and because of you, I crossed off a lot of things that I never even imagined. Season opener, road game, Monday night game, all the fun stuff that I can never imagine, I've seen it because of you. And the first thing you told me when we started really talking about the Jets in depth is very black and white. Jets fans are fucking morons, and I always remember that, and I keep that in the back of my mind when I see posts like that. I don't even get heated. I don't even get involved in debates because there is no rhyme or reason. It's just you're dealing with a moron. I'm just going to look at it for what it is, get a chuckle out of my way, 
And if I want to have a sensible conversation or even an argument about the Jets, I'll talk to you because like you said, you will come with reasons. And that's what I want when I'm talking sports. I have a lot of Jet fans that are reasonable, whatever. And I, I there are a lot of morons. There, there are. And I don't want to say every Jet fan is a moron because that, that's, that, that's no, kind that's... of rude. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is most Jet fans... You can call it a moron if you want, but the real reality is that most Jet fans have been beaten down so long by this team by you know by doing the wrong thing all the time. When the Jets win, when they shouldn't. I mean, last week we talked about this on the last podcast. When the Jets win and you feel like they just lost the Super Bowl, that that should tell you what Jet fans feel like. So what happens is they don't have a sense of reality anymore. They get all their hope, they get their hopes up when things start to go well. They immediately get crash and burn to the ground when things don't go well and there's no in between there's no sense of realism anymore and you know we've talked about this also is that the jet jet fans in general i don't think football fans i don't i don't want to limit it to jet fans people in general don't do their homework and try and learn what they're looking at they just want to operate on emotion only oh you root for your team to win and they don't bother learning about salary caps and and you know drafts and and trades and contracts and all that they don't bother learning that they just see what they see and you know and when you're owing 13 you're screaming at fans that you play to win the game it's like whatever whatever so i want to stop short of calling them morons i think what it is it's more like some kind of like victim mentality where you know like like a woman who gets beat by her husband and then the next day she's, she's making sure he's okay you know like they are you com- okay I'm they sorry, completely man. operate on emotion and it's it's a very yeah. short memory they forget what happened last week and it's just it's a very knee-jerk emotional reaction every week but yeah. the question i'm dying to ask you is if you're going to 27 nothing this week what the hell is your worst case scenario <laughs> 20 23 nothing 23 um 23 yeah tw- my worst that that is my worst case scenario and what i'm going to go with just for the hell of it i am not making a prediction based on on an analysis this week i am this is simply a trend that i've been a week off on everything else that's the only reason i'm making that prediction so we can call it we can also call it the worst case the best case is is they can win and you know and and then i can go back to the whole jets luck thing the best case is they win they they do a great job and then everybody starts talking about how what an amazing job adam gase did keeping this team together they've now won two straight uh, you know all he all he needed was time and then we're stuck with the guy that's that's the best case scenario for tomorrow's game but it's the worst case for everything else I'm actually going to be a little more conservative this week. I'm going to say the worst case scenario is losing something in the terms of 27-9 and failing to score a touchdown, just uh, scoring three field goals. And to me, this is going to be a worst case scenario because you're playing against a team that is so shorthanded that it's inexcusable to lose by two or three scores. And if the Jets do it, that's that's pretty bad to me. Especially, again, you want to believe that they can do something positive after last week. Just build on something. Even, even if you don't win, show up, make it competitive. A win is not going to lo- drop you further in the pecking order as far as the draft goes. So there's no reason for you to tank. So losing by two plus scores will be horrendous in the worst case scenario. So as my worst case outcome for this week, I'm going to say 27 to 9 in favor of the Browns. And for my best case scenario, I'm going to say the Jets shock the world and uh, win by a score of 24-21 because Baker just tries to do a little bit too much with not enough weapons around them. And the, the Jets managed to, like I said, a timely interception there, maybe a strip sack here. They give themselves enough opportunities with the short field and actually capitalize. And the Jets pull off a shocking 
upset and win 24-21. Would it be that much of a shocking upset at this point after last week? And Absolutely. We the Jets do it Absolutely. You think it would still be an, all right, fair enough. I, I wouldn't be shocked by it because the Jets, they just defy reason. All right, here's the last thing, and then we'll go. We got our predictions on the um, on the record. I have already stated on Facebook that if the Jets do keep Adam Gase, I am leading the revolt. Now that I am a Jets media mogul, <laughs> I say that sarcastically, I, I have a podcast, I have a, face, a YouTube channel, I have Facebook pages. I will get all 27 of my followers. I just threw that number out there. It's probably less. All 27 of my followers riled up and I will lead the revolt to start shit. Forget airplanes. Forget stupid signs on airplanes and billboards. We are going to get social media going buzzing like crazy and the Jets will not be able to ignore us if they decide they want to keep Adam Gase. So I am on the record. I will lead the revolt. And just like on this podcast, I will be your co-pilot. We are going to have a great time with that. I mean, I don't want it to happen. I would rather have a terrible time. But we're going to have a great time if if the Jets do keep Adam Gase. All right, my friend, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the game. I will uh, catch up with you Sunday, and we'll uh, we'll do a game review. My parting thought to you, by the way, I've been absolutely in love with your writing. I love your articles. Keep it up and keep sending them to me. I absolutely, it's it's well-informed, it's well-written, and I'm a fan. Continue putting out the great content. Enjoy the game, and I'll catch you next week. I have to come up with one about, uh, about Jet fans being uh, you know victims and uh, having no sense of reality. I think I might come up with that one next. We'll see. All right, man. Good weekend. Be good. Take care. Bye.